This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 49 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. They offer supplements designed to give you the most value for your dollars. Visit them at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm joined this week with my special guest, Charlotte Bredol Baker. Charlotte, thanks for coming on the Dressage Radio Show. Thank you for having me. Well, we're going to make this show all about the USDF Adult Clinic Series, which I know is something that you've got intimately involved with. So you're going to t- tell us all about that this week. Okay. <laughs> Well, well. first of all, let's uh, talk a little bit about you, Charlotte. You know, for those listeners who are not familiar with your background, let's uh, set the scene here and uh, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, you, the business and where you're based right now. Um, well, I have ridden dressage all my life and been a trainer just about all my life, so since I was about 19 years old. And... Um, made it onto the Olympic team in 92 for Barcelona and uh, have had several really top horses at Grand Prix level, uh, including Monsieur, my Olympic horse, and also Lugano, who made it onto the uh, North American Championship um, for the, the top U.S. team. There were two U.S. teams there and was the highest placed American horse then at Grand Prix. And um, I am an FEIC judge now. That I just got that about a, a little over a year ago and actually got to judge the test event in Lexington last week um, as a stand-in for Stephen Clark, who was uh, stuck in London because of the volcano. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was exciting to do that. And uh, so I've been judging for about 20 years, and I have been uh, teaching and training for probably 35 or at least 30 some years. Well, so you have quite the business, and you're based in California. Tell us a little bit about your uh, training establishment there, Charlotte. Actually, my, my business at home now is very, very small. It used to be very big, but uh, because I'm traveling so much, I had uh, I had to just size way down and uh, I'm just riding my own two horses every day and occasionally I'll have horses come in for a week or two if I know I'm going to be home but uh, since I'm traveling so much I don't want the responsibility of having other people's horses here while I'm gone and I have been gone more than I've been home so (laughs) uh, I just needed to make that change and, and, and I'm enjoying that so when I'm home I don't have so much um, but between the clinics and the judging, that's keeping me keeping me very busy. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a very hectic schedule, as you say, with all the train train traveling involved. Uh, tell us uh, how this uh, how this series works, though. The U.S. Dressage Federation has had this established quite a while, and uh, this year it's sponsored by Platinum Platinum Performance. Uh, tell us how how it's uh, it's set up, Charlotte, and how how you how you operate it. Yeah, it's the way it works is that uh, 
instead of hiring different clinicians for all the different clinics, which is what they used to, to do, I believe, uh, starting with the last session with Jane Savoy, uh, they now just hire one person to teach all nine clinics in all the regions to keep some kind of consistency, and I think it also makes it easier for the marketing, too. And um, in each clinic, I'll teach eight private lessons, people for two days, and and then uh, usually we'll have quite a few auditors, and I try to really have a lot of interaction with the audience, and uh, the more I get used to the format, the more interaction I'm having, and I'm really having a lot of fun with it. It's been it's been great, and, and people are just so hungry to learn, and, and I, I watch people just take just lots and lots of notes and, and just very, very focused on learning. So it's very, very rewarding. Um, so I'm really enjoying that aspect of it compared to just when you do private clinics, you're just teaching the rider. But I'm really enjoying the added aspect of teaching the audience. It's a lot of fun. Very intense because you have to pretty much talk all the time. But <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it a lot. And we've been to, so far, we've been to really wonderful facilities and uh, the writers have been just really, really easy and fun to teach at all levels. And uh, here, in a, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, I'm going to be teaching the next one at uh, Hassler Dressage, Scott and Suzanne Hassler's place in in uh, Chesapeake City, Maryland. So I'm very excited about that. And they say they have, they said they already a hundred auditors, and so that should be a, a really nice clinic. Well, that's a good also. Let's just go back to last year you began this uh, series, did you, in 2009? Right. And, and right. so where did you start off? I started out in Live Oak, Florida, and, uh, and that was also a really wonderful facility. And um, it turned out they actually had little cottages on the property, so the riders, most of the riders were all staying on the property. And I was staying on the property, so it got to be very intimate because we basically had lunch, breakfast, and dinner together. And it made it for this very, very comfortable relationship during the clinic that everybody got to know each other and everybody, all the riders were very supportive of each other. And like I said, the facility was, was really super. So so that was uh, that was a very good clinic, I think. I really enjoyed it and I've gotten a lot of good good feedback from both riders and, and auditors. And, and what sort of age groups are, are you getting primarily or does it vary around the country, Charlotte? No, it, it varies. Yeah, it varies and it varies. I mean, within the group, you'll have anything from, you know, 19 to in the 60s or 70s even. <laughs> so, and it's a mix of amateurs and, and professionals, which is also very, it's great for the audience because they see anything from training level to Grand Prix and, and we've had that in most of the clinics, so that's been great. So they see a little bit of everything. So how do you structure a day of of these clinics then when you have such a diversity in both amateurs and professionals at different levels? Well, we try to structure it the best we can. Uh, we try to structure it so it starts from the beginning level and then work our way up. And uh, and it's pretty much worked out that way. I mean, a couple of times there are people that might not be quite at the level they say they were and the other way around. 
but it's been pretty close. It's been pretty close. And and the last few clinics, I've been getting videos ahead of time, so that makes it even easier for me to be really prepared for what I'm going to be working with them on. And then the other thing I do is I start out with a with a little video demo the first day in the morning, and it's actually a video of me riding a young horse, but it really shows some of the exercises they'll be doing and, and what I'll be working on. So it gives the riders a really a good idea of what we're going to be focusing on, which, of course, is going to be lots of basics and going from there. But, but I think it helps the riders to have an idea of, you know, my philosophy and, and how I train. And what would you do, how would you describe your philosophy if you were to characterize it? Um, always trying to set the horse up for success is probably you know, the easiest way I can describe it, uh, and teaching the riders to do that, that they're always setting the horse up to be successful and not set him up for failure. I think that's that's a, a huge one, and uh, I'll demonstrate that through so many different exercises and, and ways that you, you can do that, and I think it makes a lot of sense for people. And so when you go into these situations with each clinic being so different, do you, would you have the videos of some of the riders, do you, but not all of them? So some of the riders could be, well, many of them could be unknown to you. Well, most of them are known to me. And actually, for the first three clinics, I did not have any videos. And, but, I mean, that's what I've done all my life is go in and teach somebody I've never taught before when I do clinics. So that's, I think, you know, after years of doing that, you get very good at, Assessing what do you assessing what you have and and what you can do with with them and you know how far you can you can push them etc cetera, etc. Cetera. The other thing that's that I think is a fun challenge is just the psychology of it all and trying to assess the riders' personalities and and how to teach them and because I think you teach everybody a little bit differently and that's been a really fun fun challenge for me. Because you have, you know, very short time to do it and then do it in front of a big crowd. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, do you and, of see, course, the same with the horses. Well, quite, yes. Now, do you see a, um, that, mo- that there are more, a majority of them are, are women, uh, females in your clinics? Uh, yeah. what, what's the kind of ratio? Because yeah. we do see that in, in oh, the sport, right. but um, there, there must be boys out there that are coming up through the ranks, too. <laughs> Yeah, I would have to say 80, 90% women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, very few guys, unfortunately. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about these clinics in just a second, but uh, before we go any further, we're going to hear from us, uh, one of our sponsors here, Kentucky Performance Products. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a second. And Kentucky Performance Products is a local company that offers you the quality assurance that you are looking for for your sport horses. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards and certified facilities. Their ingredients are forged from highly reputable suppliers, and their formulas are fixed to ensure consistency in each bucket. Kentucky Performance Products has recently unveiled their newest product called Contribute. Unlike other omega-3 supplements, Contribute contains both plant and marine sources of omega-3 fatty acids. 
Omega-3 fatty acids support virtually every system in the horse's body, including the immune system, reproductive system, nervous system, bone development, and the cardiovascular system. Contribute offers horse owners, breeders, and trainers an affordable way to provide beneficial omega-3 fatty acids to their horses. Learn more about Contribute and all the products at Kentucky Performance Products. That's kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Well, Charlotte, uh, as you said, you've been traveling around around the country already. You started off in Live Oaks, Florida last year. Take us uh, take us around the country. Where did you go from there? Um, I think the next one was Connecticut. And that was also a really, really super nice facility. Um, a little bit out in the country. So I think, uh, you know, maybe a little bit hard for for auditors to get to, but a, but a wonderful, wonderful facility, great setup. And uh, and the same thing there, I had, you know, anything from training level up to a very, very talented uh, professional uh, at Grand Prix level. And so it was a very, very nice progression all the way up through the levels. And again, a very, very dedicated uh, group of auditors. Um, just great. No... No chit-chatting. I mean, just really, really focused on every word, which is really fantastic, I think. Uh, when you have a, a group sitting together, sometimes it can be hard to, you know, keep them from just starting to have their own conversations. But they've been just great. They have just been so focused and, like I said, taking tons of notes. Uh, actually, the clinic, besides uh, Platinum performin, uh, Performance, also um, Allison. uh be notepad. They were also a sponsor, so they got little notebooks, and boy, they filled them up. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was the, that was the next one, and then the next one after that was in Arizona. Again, also a super nice facility, and we had a good turnout there. You know, it's a little cold there, but uh, good turnout, and uh, and again, there the the top rider of the group. Um, was also schooling Grand Prix with her horse, very talented lady. And uh, so she rode and some of her students rode and other trainers rode. And, and I actually, since I've been there, I've been back to her place three times already <laughs> doing private clinics. Oh, wow. So it's been good for business too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could not be doing any more than I'm doing now. <laughs> it's maxed out. But that one is, because it's Arizona, it's not so far, so that's an easy trip from where I am. It's only an hour and a half flight, so that one is is uh, is easy as far as travel. And uh, and then I've been to um, Mississippi, and again another fantastic facility, uh, the Mid South Dressage Academy, and uh, everything was under one roof, which was very very nice, and uh, including they had like almost like hotel rooms upstairs from the barns. I mean, they were that nice. And again, a lot of the riders stayed there, and I stayed there, and, and we just had a really good time getting to know each other. It was very, very nice. And a uh, huge arena, two dressage arenas next to each other, again, under one roof. And um, also had a very good turnout there, and also, again, had a mix of... We had quite a few uh, trainers there, actually. Uh, I'd say at least half of them were trainers. And, um, again, I think that went really well. And then after that, I went to uh, Minneapolis, 
at the Lauderdale Equine Center right at the university in Minneapolis. And uh, also a really good facility. Again, everything under one roof, which is so nice when you have any kind of weather, you know, stabling. Except there, there was no housing. The people were staying in hotels. Um, so, and I think that went really well, too. And again, every time the, the audience had just been so dedicated to learning, it's really been very, very rewarding. Another what nine nine regions, uh, Charlotte, uh, for of the U.S. Dressage Federation. Um, so, which regions? What which number were those regions that you've been to already? Oh boy! Is that oh, uh, is that is that a quiz question? I <laughs> because I, I don't have the li- I have the list of the ones that I'm that I have coming up, but I don't have the list of the ones I've done in front of me. Okay, and I'm not very good about remembering the regions. I just know the places. We well, we'll talk about the we'll talk about the ones that you've got coming up. Then tell us uh, tell us where you are where you, we are. We know you're off to uh, Scott Hassler's Hassler's Dressage, yes. um, and that is region one. Okay. And that's May 9th and 10th. And then I am not doing another one until the fall, and that is going to be Region 2, October 30th and 31st. And that is called Rosebud Ranch Equestrian Center. And it's in Brookston, Indiana. Okay. That's the next one. Yeah. Now, how, how, how are these selected, Charlotte? The uh, locations? Yes. How are the venues selected for the clinics? No, I am not really sure, but I think it has. To, I think the region decides on probably the best venue. Okay. So eventually, yeah, so over the, the re- like the regional director or something like that is my guess that they decide on which is the most suitable facility. So over the two years, then uh, last year and this year, you're going to have visited all the nine regions of the USDF. Yes, correct. That's right across the country. So everyone gets a chance to participate in these, then. Yes, exactly. And and how many people can you take in any any one the when one clinic, Charlotte? Well, only the eight riders. And okay. the eight riders get to ride two days, and that's that's standard every time. And then as far okay. as auditors, you know, it's pretty unlimited, yeah, because the facilities have they've been really quite quite big and take a lot. Like I said, I think there's going to be a well, there's a hundred that signed up for the next one, and then we usually have quite a few walk-ins too. Now, do they have to be USDF members? No, no, no. So, so it is open to anyone then who would like to audit. Absolutely. And get a break if they sign up ahead of time. That's okay. And and do you find then that most of the riders, even at the very lowest levels, they are any they are competing or are they thinking of competing? Do you get any any riders that have not actually got into the competition arena yet? Uh, I would say I may have had like one in each clinic, clinic not competing, but everybody else has been competing at at some level. Yeah. So what have you found has motivated the the less experienced riders, the amateurs? What what are they most hungry for? Um, I think they're all really hungry just for learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean very, very excited about getting you know, new exercises and, and just new ideas and I try to when I teach I try to keep very uh, things very simple and uncomplicated. Doesn't mean it's easy, it's not easy at all. But I try to keep it so they really can, anybody can understand it. 
that's just the way I teach anyways, but uh, so it really makes sense. It's not such a, you know, sometimes you can hear people talk about their side in a way that it's kind of hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I try to keep yes. it really, really to the basics all the time, no matter what I'm, if I'm talking about Grand Prix or whatever, it's always keeping, keeping it it's simple because it really is. It's very difficult, but it's simple. I mean, it's logical. So, but now, I think a lot of people just get very excited about just learning new things. And have you found that you've had any converts from other sports that uh, are using these clinics to introduce themselves to dressage? Uh, no, not really. Not really. No, I can't say that. That that they are they are already in the sport or have had some involvement with the sport and yeah. just to yeah. Because I think it's I don't think it's really marketed outside of dressage, so I don't think they would hear about it probably. Well, interesting. Well, we're going to take another short break here, Charlotte, and when we come back, we'll find out a little bit more about how um, people can get involved, how, how they find out about uh, the uh, Platinum Performance USDF Adult Clinic series. So uh, don't go away. We'll be back in just a second to hear more from Charlotte Bredall-Baker. Glenn the Geek here, and we get many emails every week from people who really like the shows, and they ask how they can help support the Horse Radio Network. Well, you already do that by listening to the shows and by buying from all of our fantastic sponsors. And now you can add to that by supporting us directly and very easily. The next time you need something from Amazon, just go to any of our websites and click on the Amazon banner in the middle of the page. Then go on and buy your Amazon items. It won't cost you a penny more, just an extra click. But Amazon gives us a little bit back just because you clicked on the banner. Tell your family and friends to do the same thing. Every little bit helps us to keep giving you the quality equestrian programming that you have come to love. Thanks for listening. Well, Charlotte, we, we talked about where these are taking place and, and the kind of people that have been involved and it's open to auditors. Um, how, do you, how do you find out about more about this, on, presumably you through the USDF? Go, yeah, you just go through the USDF website. Okay. So, and there's, there's lots, all the information is on there on the forums and everything if you're interested in writing. And, and I think sometimes people think, well, maybe they're not advanced enough to sign up for the writing, but they should try anyways because we definitely want all levels. So, uh, you know, I really encourage people to, to give it a try no matter what level and no matter what ability. And what do you find most most rewarding from from these clinics? Is that is that the, the rider's sort of hunger for knowledge? Is that the most satisfying for, as, a, as a clinician that you're able to share your knowledge with all levels and not just the upper-level riders? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the feedback I get from the riders and, and even sometimes after the clinics, you know, I get emails and stuff like that. So that's very, very, very rewarding when you feel like you made a difference in somebody's riding, you know, long term. That's very rewarding. Sure. And do you find with them at different levels, do you find that there are sort of typical things that have that they need that need attention any any particular aspects of their riding or or, or training progress um, when they come to those clinics that they're stuck on something is there anything that's typical um i think overall i think just many times there is a lack of of really good basics so we always end up going back to that first and then 
go on from there once we worked on that. But uh, a really good connection. Um, yeah, all the basic basic parts uh, need need work on, on with many many of them. I mean, very few of them come in, and and I can just go on with without having to go through a lot of the basics. But but at the same time, many of them pick it up very very quickly and and really get a better feel for what it's supposed to feel like. And and some clinicians uh, focus a lot on the rider's position, and others look at the whole picture, the ride, the horse and rider, and the way the horse is going. Obviously, and some don't de- define and it, don't separate the two. But I know there are clinicians that do focus on on rider position. Uh, where do you where, where do you focus on when you're first assessing? I, I, I balance it all out. Like when okay. the first ride for just the first five minutes, I see is there. I mean, there's a lot of things you can't fix in one lesson, but I, I always think about what is the thing that's holding this rider back more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'll really address that, you know, a lot. But but I balance it out. I always work on the position, but I don't make that the all-encompassing. It's always working on everything and, and lots of work on the basics, but especially if there's something in the position that really hinders you know them from moving on then I'll then I'll be more uh more assertive about that so it just it just depends if it's little things then I'm not going to be so picky on it mm-hmm. I'll, but I'll mention it but if it's really a hindrance for the horse for the rider to move on then I'll then I'll address it a lot and then I'll involve the audience which is really fun and and say okay it's like sometimes I'll be in the middle of the arena and I'll ask the audience for instance is her outside leg too far back, maybe causing the haunches to go in. And I really get the audience into really watching everything. And uh, and they learn so much more that way. I'll say, how about, is that enough impulsion? What do you think? How about, are the haunches coming in or out? Or stuff like that. And it just it just makes them really, really pay attention. And, and uh, I think they get so much more out of it that way. And, and they love it. And the riders don't mind it because I, I try to do it in a very, very positive manner. You know, mm-hmm. So I'm putting the riders down so it's just a fun more like a fun exercise and and the riders get actually in all the clinics the riders have been I mean the audience have applauded after every rider and lesson and stuff which is very nice for the riders yeah absolutely and very encouraging if as you say you get that kind of support and they go away feeling good about themselves that uh, they've had the benefit of of so much input there do you find that these riders are ambitious in terms of advancing to the next level or it, it just yeah. they are uh-huh. well every rider is different everybody has a different goal in fact before I teach them I have a bio on each rider and they talk about what the goals are and it's every rider is different you know and so they they're ambitious in terms of moving up the levels and competing and do you get do you get many riders that really want to make it all the way to the top and emulate you and become an olympian? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And I've I've definitely I've been teaching some very 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 talented riders that definitely have the ability to go all the way. So so when you've been doing this talent spotting as well, do you share these with the uh, Anne Gribbons? <laughs> You know, I actually, it's, um, I haven't done that, but I should. You're right, because I've been doing it at, at the shows and stuff, but we haven't really talked about the clinics, but I, but I should do that. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe she'd appreciate a phone call and say, you'll look out for so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I talk to her all the time, and, and I've been sort of spotting for her in California at the shows. But, uh-huh. But, but I have, we haven't really talked so much about the clinics, but, uh, but absolutely, that's a good point. Oh, well, I'm sure we, you know, this is one wonderful way to bring the riders up through the levels and have the benefit of, of someone's experience as much as you have, Charlotte. And uh, as you say, you get something out of it too, don't you, with every horse, every rider you see? I get a lot out of it. And, and, and one thing for me that's always been um, sort of an issue is I've never been all that comfortable in front of a big group of people as far as talking. You know, I don't mind riding in front of a big group. But I <laughs> and, uh, and I have to say, now I'm at a point where I'm really enjoying it. So that's for me is huge. I never thought that would happen. But, that's great. But I'm really enjoying it. And, and each time it's just more and more, more and more comfortable and I'm having more and more really fun with it because it's so rewarding. So, no, I'm, I'm really loving it. I really am. I look forward to each one. And are these sessions um, videoed, videotaped at all, Charlotte? Can we see them anywhere? Actually, they haven't been, but the next one at, uh, at Scott Hassler, that one will be. Yeah. And remind us all of the dates of that one, Charlotte, if you would. Yes, it is... Uh, Oh, I just put it somewhere. Eight and ninth. May eight, eight and ninth. May eight and right ninth. Just, just, yeah, just next week. Sorry, let me mention the other, the last two that I didn't mention before, just so people, they can put them on the calendar. Um, there's going to be one in California, Region Seven, November twenty and twenty first, and then there's, there's one more. Okay, oh, this that is going to be next year. And that is going to be Region 6, March 19th and 20th. And that's going to be at Somervale Farm. And that's in Roy, Washington. Well, you are getting around the country. Yep. Terrific, yeah. terrific. Well, we will put a link on our web on our website to the USDF's pages where you can find more information about the Platinum Performance USDF Adult Clinic Series, which uh, are being led by Charlotte Bredall Baker. You can download the forms there and the documents and register for those clinics, which obviously sound not just very educational, but also a lot of fun. But it's because it sounds like you're having a lot of fun as well, Charlotte. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, it's been fun finding out more about them, and I appreciate you spending time with us uh, this week. And as I said, we will put links on our show notes uh, to that clinic series and also to find out more about Charlotte uh, on her webso- website. Uh, we will put a link on our show notes too. So uh, I want to thank you again for joining us, uh, Charlotte. We're coming now to the end of our show this week, which has all been all about the USDF Adult Clinic Series headed by Charlotte Bredall. Baker. And those links, as I said, will be on our website. Don't forget, you can also check our Facebook fan page where you can follow our updates. You can also follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio and myself at Chris E. Stafford. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions for the show, you can reach me at Chris at HorseRadioNetwork.com or if you prefer, leave me a voicemail at 270-803-0025. I'd like to thank our sponsors again for supporting the show, and I hope you will support them as they support us. Also want to thank our backstage crew here, Glenn the Geek and Brian the Editor, for getting this show out every week. And uh, remind you of the other shows. I also host the Eventing Radio Show and the 
a jumping radio show and the eventing radio show um, has lots of episodes last week we did daily coverage of the Rolex Kentucky three day event so you can check those out at eventingradio.com I'll be back here next week uh, with the dressage radio show as always I want to thank you for listening and until then uh, take care enjoy your riding and uh, don't forget to tune in every week to the dressage radio show